You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. This is Real Presence Live, our final segment this morning, Tom. It's been a kind of an active morning. It certainly has. Yeah. It certainly has. There's been a theme emerging here, talking about uh, love and surrender. Uh, Love and surrender. Uh, Again, that first segment about Therese of the Zoo. And uh, really, uh, her book, I Believe in Love. Uh, Not her book, but a book written about her. Uh, Check that out at sophiainstitute.org. And then uh, talking about uh, retreats at Maryville Retreat Center here in Valley City. And then also pilgrimage, the Eucharistic pilgrimage. And so there's opportunities here for us to grow in our faith, grow in our love of Jesus Christ, and creating a space. Love requires surrender which means we have to give up something. We have to make a space for the Lord to fill. And we're going to talk now with Jane Greer about some Catholic art and poetry. Good morning, Jane. How are you doing? I'm just great. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I live in Bismarck. I'm a poet. And back in the 80s and 90s, for about 13 years, I edited a poetry quarterly magazine, and now I just write poetry, and I review poetry books. And, you know, so a lot of us were going to say, okay, I remember poetry in 7th or 8th grade, and that was like, <laughs> they, they said stuff, and I was like, and I was supposed to understand what they were saying, um, and I had, you know, <laughs> sometimes people went with poetry get a little nervous, because they're thinking, okay, I won't understand anything they're saying. Can you give us a little bit of a tutorial on how, how do we enter into understanding poetry? Okay, um... There's prose, and there's poetry. And prose is like a novel that you might read, or uh, a nonfiction book, or something like that. Um, Poetry is also words, of course, but it does different things than prose. Um, It it is elevated above prose, um, we poets believe. So it uses tools like meter, um, rhyme, everybody knows what rhyme is, um, metaphor, where you compare two things that you might not really think about being comparable, um, and poetry should have a, a music to it that non-poetry doesn't need to have. And when you say that music, there's kind of like, there's a, it's not actually singing necessarily, but there's, no. kind of, there's kind of a tone to it, there's kind of a... Uh, a really a rhythm that that comes out as you as you read that, um, and so this the rhythm yeah the rhythm and the rhyme and the words that you choose carefully should make a kind of a music. And oftentimes I think uh, for myself when I read poetry I'm thinking okay the words actually don't mean what they mean here they often are kind of a reference to something else where you talk about there's a simile and a metaphor um, yes. kind of that sense of I'm reading words but what the and if, you, if you're thinking out there, okay, what do I look at poetry? Think about songs that you listen to. A lot of songs, you'll hear the words and you're thinking, that doesn't make any sense. Well, actually, they're talking about something else. And a lot of us know songs. We're like, oh, I know what they're talking about there. They're talking about this or the other thing. Poetry is the same, is a similar thing that you're looking for a depth. And I think actually one of the great, and let's talk about this a little bit, Gene. You know, one of the great things about poetry is it's also kind of like the spiritual life. Our, our journey with the Lord, we see one thing, right? Oftentimes we see what's in front of us, but it's kind of a sacramental that, in the sense that what we see in, fr- in front of us is really a visible sign 
of something greater within. That's the kind of sacramental language that, that, that the sacraments give us. They're a visible sign of a greater grace. Poetry can kind of also be a similar thing to that in, in, our, in our journey. Talk about that a little bit. Um, yes, you, uh, you would make an excellent poetry teacher <laughs> because you, I, I think you get it. Um, yes, because poetry um, often uses very many fewer words than a piece of prose would. Um, and the words are picked to have more than one level of meaning, and the poem, um, if it's good, will have more than one level of meaning. And what that all does is, you know, we have the, um, the transcendentals, uh, beauty, truth, unity, goodness. Um, a poem should show, should illustrate that unity, that really, in the final analysis, um, this is all one thing. Uh, everything's related to everything else in one way or another. And a poem can show that. It doesn't say it, but it shows it. You know, you're, you're, the, the title of the, the, the uh, interview here is Catholic Art and Poetry, and as I'm listening to the two of you talk here, I'm just thinking that this is, this is sculpting, this is painting with word. Yes. You know, that, that you're creating something a beautiful, a beautiful image in someone's mind uh, w- with, with the words of, of the author. Well, yes, that's, that's always the intent. And, and to, being, to bring the beauty, truth, unity, and goodness um, in uh, just a few words on a sheet of paper, that's, that's what we go for. We don't always hit that mark, but that's what we're trying to do. That's the intention. Folks, if you're joining us, we're visiting with Jane Greer. She is a Catholic um, artist and, and, and poet, um, and we've got a couple of her books in front of us. We're going to talk a little bit more about that poetry. But also entering into this, again, it's a discovery uh, of, of art and uh, so the great history of poetry and even and prose uh, within the church. Great opportunity to think outside the box, again, and entering into um, really many of the great sayings of the saints as we talk about uh, Therese of the Zoo earlier uh, this uh, this show she had great you know great encounters with the lord and on retreat you can have a great encounter with the lord on pilgrimage great encounters with the lord that don't don't always appear to be um what they are you know they, they what you see on at the outset there's something much more going on there and this is an opportunity to enter in that kind of similar it makes me think of like lexio uh divina where you le- read scripture um, and then you enter into that and ask the Lord, okay, so what, what is the word or words that stand out to me in this lexio, in this, in this scripture line? Similarly, you can do that with poetry um, and take that and say, okay, what, what is the image here? You'll hear, you'll hear words, but those words will then kind of create sounds for you, and sometimes there's alliteration and that kind of thing where you would, you'll, you, you, the, the clanging of the bell, you know, if it's you know, the right way, you're, you're hearing that word clang, right? Um, and you actually hear that in the words, and so you're looking for that in this poetry, um, an opportunity um, to, to really experience that. So, again, all of this we're talking about, I think the theme is stepping away, slowing down, and looking at things in another way to allow the Lord to enter into our experience. So, Jane, you talk about poetry and art and strengthening our faith and helping us spread the gospel. And, and how do you see poetry uh, playing a role in that? Um, well, for me, and for a lot of people I know, it comes down to beauty. Um, beauty is the most powerful evangelizer 
in the world. Um, you think about glorious, sacred music. Uh, a lot of it was well into the past, but there's sacred music being written today. Think about walking into a cathedral that's a thousand years old. Um, people listen to that music or look at the art or walk into that cathedral, and they're struck by the beauty, and then they may be open to wonder, where is this artist coming from? How does she see the world? I want some of that. Um, and that's how beauty evangelizes. You know, it's interesting, Jane, that you mentioned about walking into a beautiful cathedral, because in your book, Love Like a Conflagration, um, page 32, you have the, the poem called The Blue. And I believe that is about walking into a beautiful cathedral, talking about the light coming through the, the, the light, the windows, and, and whatnot. Just a, a great yeah. way to um, really experience that. And as a, again, it's the, the, your poem, The Blue. And at the end, um, for me today, no credo, only you. Um, which is like that, that final line for me, um, in that poem was, okay, so I'm not, I'm not going to Mass today. I'm sitting in the chapel quietly, um, and I'm just experiencing the Lord right now. Because, of course, we know the credo is what we say at Mass. The I believe is, is, is what we uh, say together at Mass. Um, but just, just the Lord uh, sitting in church. Uh, as, you, as you, Jane, as you write these poems, um, where, does, where does some of the inspiration start? I can't really tell you that. Um, what I believe is that it's it's between God and me, um, and I don't say that to be uh, arrogant or anything. But I think if if we admit it, you know, everything we do um, that's good comes from God, and so um, I never know what's going to strike me. It's usually a phrase or maybe just a word, or maybe just a, a rhythm. Um, and then I, I am moved to kind of pursue that. And if I'm lucky, a poem will come from it. And would you say that, uh, how would you approach it if somebody says, well, you know, five people or ten people could read the same poem and get a different meaning from that? Is that, is that acceptable to you, or are they trying to get what the author was was putting into it, or both end? How, how would you approach that? Um, that certainly doesn't bother me. In fact, I think um, it's a fairly good thing, unless, you know, unless somebody gets way off track. But it is, it's a personal, a poem is a personal communication between the poet and whoever reads that poem. And so, yes, people are going to take different things away from it, um, I would hope that, you know, that uh, they'd be kind of close to what the poet intended. Like, you just talked about the last line of my poem, This Blue. Mm -hmm. um, for me today, no credo, only you. And, and to you, that meant not going to Mass today, just sitting in, in adoration. Um, to me, when I wrote it, it meant no credo, meant uh, nothing intellectual. No, no, don't think. Uh, only you. Don't be thinking. Just uh, be in God. Oh, very so good. You weren't, you weren't wrong, but it was a little different than what I intended, and that's, that's got to happen. 
both are beautiful. And you're going for beauty. Yes. And you're going for beauty when actually Dostoevsky says a beauty will save the world, right? That's the, uh, the entry point for the world today. Um, yes. Just a, a reminder of, of those transcendentals. And uh, folks, we're visiting with Jane Greer. She is a, a Catholic artist and, and poet. And we're going to continue our conversation. Uh, you can check out her books. Uh, again, love. She's got a number of them. But the two we have in front of us, uh, Love Like a Conflagration, which is conflagration. Had to look that up, but it means a, a all-consuming fire. Um, so love like a conflagration and the world as we know it is falling away. We're going to continue this conversation with Jane Gurr on Real Presence Live on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. God's blessings to all of you. My name is Father Chad Wilhelm, and I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo. And this year I celebrate 25 years of being a priest. And the joy, the great things that I love about the priesthood is the deep relationship that Jesus and I have as speaking heart to heart. He knows the depths of my heart, and he speaks to all of us in the depths of our heart. That's what I enjoy about being a priest, that I get to speak about Jesus, not just on Sundays, but every day of my life, and that I've given my life to Jesus and the Church. What a wonderful grace and a gift that has been for me for 25 years, and to serve the good people of the Diocese of Fargo, but just to serve the Church as a whole. May God continue to bless all of you as you listen to Real Presence Radio. Are you thinking about making a gift to Real Presence Radio now or in the future? The easiest and best way to help further our work is with a gift of cash or a gift of stock. These two types of gifts have an immediate impact on our mission. We can begin using the resources you provide to further our mission of evangelization right away. Experience the joy of giving. Call Mike at 701-290-4503 or visit our website at rprlegacy.org. Thanks for your prayerful consideration. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. This is Real Presence Live. Tom and I, who's coming in first? I guess it's me, Steve Splonskowski, along with Tom O'Keefe. And we're having a great show this morning on Real Presence Radio. Thank you for joining us for these two hours. Our final, final segment here. Um, and we're talking with Jane Greer. She is a Catholic artist and poet. And talking about uh, her Catholic poetry, a couple books you can get, The World As We Know It Is Falling Away, or Love Like a Conflagration, uh, All-Consuming Fire. 
And uh, Jane, uh, thank you for again for joining us. We're talking about the value of poetry, and really, we've we've done this in our conversations before. Is the the four transcendentals: the one, the true, the good, and the beautiful. Or the true, the good, and the beautiful are in a unity. A couple ways to look at that. Um, but the transcendentals, that is the idea of really understanding poetry, um, taking that apart, understanding the sacraments. Again, again, remember, a sacrament is a visible sign, an outward sign uh, of a greater, um, a greater reality. So a visible sign of, of a greater reality, which is similar to the sense here of poetry. And so we're looking at these words um, to really understand what's going on here. And uh, Jane, you had mentioned that one of your favorite poems is, uh, again, in your book, The World As We Know It Is Falling Away. Uh, four Perfect Figs. Would you read that for us um, and just kind of oh, walk us through that uh, kind of a little bit of a um, conversation on that? Sure. Uh, it's just eight lines, so I'll read it first and then talk a little bit. Four Perfect Figs. Because she spies them on the tree, because she knows he loves them, she plucks and lays them on his desk when he is out of the room. The solid facts of the world are war, pestilence, fear, and war. Yet no less solid is the fact of perfect figs laid there. Um, you're talking about transcendentals and sacramentals, and um, the one thing... Uh, giving evidence of another, and that's what I was trying to do here. Um, they really, uh, a friend of mine uh, really did this. She plucked some figs and put them on her husband's desk, and I know how much they love each other. And uh, that little act of love, because she knows he loves them, um, just really sparked in me. And so I wanted to get across the point without preaching that, um, yes, this is a, a hard, mean world sometimes, but it is no more real. That part is no more real than the love of this woman for her husband and the little act of love she did by laying some fresh figs on his desk. Well, that's beautiful, Jane, because love has kind of been part of our theme for the four guests that we've had today, and and just the the you really caught captured the the power of love, and and people think that's insignificant, but it's not, and just in in that relationship itself, but just what that love of, it can do in, in the world is is amazing. Yes, to me that that one little act um, is equal in the balance of all the war and pestilence and fear that we can also find in the world. Well, it's true, Mother, you know, we're talking about Mother Teresa who talks about if you want to change, save or change the world, go home and love your family. One act of kindness can lead yeah. to peace. One act of evil can lead to war. And so it's kind yeah. of that's, that goes back to how, again, Christian charity. And I'll, I'll even go back to talking about, you know, Jesus, when he talks in Scripture, and says, be perfect like your heavenly Father is perfect. If you read further before that, the entire conversation is about being charitable, living in charity and love of one another. So being 
perfect like our Heavenly Father, is living in charity and love of one another. That's what perfection is. That is living in perfect love. Love your love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul, and your neighbor as yourself. The two great commandments. And so, going back to this 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 little poem, we can have a great conversation on these transcendentals: the one, the true, the good, and the beautiful. Entering into that. This uh, this past week, uh, as I listened to the Catechism of the Year, Father Mike was going over the final judgment, how we'll be able to see at the end of creation the ripple effect of all the acts of our lives. And it, as, as I read this poem, I think that person will, could see that that picking of those four figs was far more significant than anything that she imagined and the ripple effects that that can have throughout time. Yes. Jane, uh, Jane Greer is joining us again. She's got a couple of poetry books, Love Like a Conflagration, and The World as We Know It is Falling Away, a Jane Greer. Are the author here. Just a couple minutes, uh, but Jane, I wanted to go to, on page 33, you have the one uh, dedicated to your husband on nearing our 35th anniversary. Um, would you uh, be, w- could you read that to us, or would you like me to read it? No, I'll read it. Thank you. Yep. Um, on nearing our 35th anniversary, from opposite, pardon me, I'm going to start over. <clears throat> from opposite ends of the couch, we text each other jokes and outrageous political gaffes we found. We each desire the same reward for our craft. A head thrown back, a snort, and more than anything else, and every time that look saying, where did you come from? How did I get so blessed? Aren't we wonderful? So tell us about the moment that you're describing here, because this is a moment here with your husband of 35 years. Um. Yes, um, and that was a a couple of years ago. Um, We do this. um, We we will text each other from opposite ends of the couch rather than just use our voices. Um, It's kind of our thing, but, but we want that reaction from the other person. And that reaction it is saying, "I get you. Um, I, um, I'm on your wavelength. You know, I'm, I'm with you. We are together in this." Um, so just you know, laughing at the same jokes is a tremendous glue in a marriage, and we laugh a lot. We like to laugh, and. Uh, I don't know if I could have found anyone else who would get me the way he does. And one of the one of the fruits of love, of course, is joy. And uh, yes. laughter is a, is a outward sign. Laughter is an outward sign of that inner reality of joy. Again, a, a sacramental language. And thank you for sharing that. I also love the absurdity right, of sitting on a couch and texting each other. That's the, the poetry is for, uh, full of kind of absurdity. Like we could talk to yeah. each other while we're texting. Um, but there's a beauty in, like you said, that reaction. So Jane Greer, thank you so much for joining us and sharing uh, your, your poetry with us. Again, love like a conflagration. And the world as we know it is falling away. Poems by Jane Greer, right here in our own backyard, Bismarck, North Dakota. Uh, Thank you for joining us this morning. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Again, folks, Jane Greer, a Catholic poet and artist, love like a conflagration. Her poem, A Book of Poems and the World as We Know It is Falling Away. Uh, Ways to enter into those four transcendentals, the true, the good, the beautiful, all in a unity. 
um, again, and knowing, if you think about it, people are really drawn to beauty. So just an opportunity to continue to grow in our understanding of our Catholic faith. And on that note, Aaron, you're going to give us a uh, update on what's coming up on the next Real Presence Live. On the next Real Presence Live, tomorrow from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, we will be broadcasting live from the Bismarck Events Center, covering the events for the National Eucharistic Congress happening there. Your hosts will be Karen Selinski and Monsignor Schumacher. Their guests will include Father Brian Gross and the Speaker of the Congress, Shelley Presler. All this and more is coming to you on the next Real Presence Live, tomorrow from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Thank you much, Aaron. Appreciate that. Tom, wrap-up of the day. What are some graces of our conversations these two hours? Oh, I just thought the, the poetry part was beautiful. I, I, I actually was sitting there thinking about my own wife as she read that and that, that humor that, that we share. And I'm thinking, how, how is it that the two of us found each other and it just had this incredible marriage, marriage together? Uh, just the grace of reflecting on pilgrimage, uh, the, 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 the grace of reflecting, reflecting on retreats I've been, at, been on. Uh, like, like, like Blake said earlier, those, those graces never end. Yeah, I think it's a, such an invitation. I think, uh, and, and just the theme for me has been for so many years, just be present. And Tom, that was something you shared in one of our conversations uh, that you said, you know, don't just do something, stand there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, say, wait, you said that backwards. No, I meant it that way. Don't just do something, stand there, yeah, be just there. The, just the power of your presence is as is, is, is impactful sometimes as anything that you can do. So if you do anything today, Take a moment to recognize the gift of the present moment. This moment that you have right now with the Lord, and even every present moment that you have with other persons, every, every human being, that you can encounter that person at that moment, that's a gift. Rather than thinking, gosh, I wonder where, where I could be right now, where you are right now, this moment right now is the Lord's gift to you. And if you enter into that gift, you will be so blessed. And if we, if you enter, get in, if we get into that habit, of that present moment being Lord's gift to us. I, I found joy. I found peace. I found hope, Tom. I don't know what... Well, it was like Blake was saying earlier, to offer praise and gratitude. Yep. Just uh, praise God that we're able to be here right now, Steve, on the radio, and that people are listening, and we pray that they're taking away something today that's going to provide grace in their lives. An opportunity to grow in a kind of really relationship with the Lord. So thank you so much uh, for the opportunity to be with you. Uh, these two hours on Real Presence Live, and thank you for making Real Presence Radio possible uh, through your support. Check us out, realpresenceradio.com. All the podcasts will be available, uploaded there. Uh, this is Real Presence Live. Steve Splonskowski and Tom, Tom O'Keefe. O'Keefe. We're out and uh, on to your national programming uh, provided by EWTN. You have a great and wonderful day. God bless you, your family, and may Real he take Presence care of you. Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.